Hi everyone, my name is Dr. Nijaz Nasser and I'm an ED hospitalist at Montefiore Einstein, New York. I'm proud to present our first podcast on health tech innovation at the Montefiore Health System in New York City. Our program is hosted by the Montefiore Einstein Innovation Biodesign Training Program. Our first podcast guest is Dr. Sunit Jariwala. He's the Director of Research within the Division of Allergy and Immunology at the Albert Einstein College of Medicine. Dr. Jariwala is the Chair of the Health Informatics Technology and Education Committee within the American Academy of Allergy, Asthma and Immunology and serves on the editorial board for the Journal of Allergy and Asthma. With over 40 peer-reviewed publications, Dr. Jariwala has extensive experience as NIH-funded researcher investigating novel applications of technology-based interventions for patient care. Dr. Jariwala has also worked on developing the Asthma Excel app, which has shown improved clinical outcomes among adults and children with asthma. This podcast will be on developing and evaluating mobile apps for patient care. Neither Dr. Jeriwala nor I have any relevant relationships to disclose. Dr. Jeriwala, thank you so much for the time to join us today and welcome to the show. Great to be here, Nijas. Thanks so much for doing this and I'm really excited. Thank you so much. I'm excited too. So before starting the podcast, how you became interested in healthcare technology Sure. So I uh, started at Montefiore as, as an intern in 2005 and then did my allergy immunology fellowship here, graduated in 2011. And at that point, it was purely clinical. And then we started the Montefiore Asthma Center at that point to address the asthma epidemic in the Bronx. We had a health educator that would really change patients' lives and to really scale this model to other, other settings that are under-resourced. We uh, built the uh, Montefiore uh, uh, Asthma Excel app back in uh, 2014. And then that, you know, kind of inspired me to join uh, uh, the digital health space. So before we begin discussing mobile health app development or mHealth, can you take a few moments and explain what that term means? Sure, so a digital health, mHealth, mobile health is uh, how we, uh, you know, leverage uh, digital technologies, health technologies, improve care delivery for our patients. And it's a wide, uh, wide field that includes M health or mobile health, as well as artificial intelligence, machine learning, and uh, remote patient monitoring. How has the realm of digital health evolved over recent years? Absolutely. So initially we had Palm Pilots, and now we have supercomputers in our pockets through these uh, iPhones and Androids. And also in, in the past few years, through uh, patient engagement tools such as apps, these have really transformed uh, uh, the patient engagement and patient journey. And then now with uh, the, the pandemic, mobile health technologies have really become mainstream and have addressed limitations due to uh, social distancing. Do we have any sense of how well mobile health technologies have been adopted? Do patients seem to like them? And if so, what features seem to be most desired? Sure, so with the pandemic, uh, a lot of ML technologies such as telemedicine have become mainstream. Providers, over 95%, have adopted uh, these tools, although they must be user-centered and fit in with clinical workflows. About half of patients have uh, mobile health apps on their phones and are very willing to engage with them. In our previous work, about 90% of patients in our studies had access to smartphones or, and or internet. 
what about physicians and medical providers? Do they seem to be jumping on the mobile health bandwagon as well? And if not, what are the reasons? So providers and uh, other medical providers, uh, other medical professionals have uh, been jumping in the bandwagon, uh, especially now as these technologies have become mainstream. The biggest barriers have been user-centeredness and information overload. However, physicians and prof other professionals must be at the, uh, the core of the uh, design process. How can mHealth technologies help medical providers? Sure, so many ways. For example, patient engagement through apps, and also telemedicine-based uh, clinical visits. Apps can uh, collect patient-reported outcomes, promote shared decision-making. We also have virtual scribe technologies, which reduce physician documentation time and improve same-day no-closure rates. We also have the artificial intelligence technologies, which help with a risk prediction at the point of care. Uh, is artificial intelligence uh, becoming a big thing in healthcare technology these days? Absolutely, especially for characterizing at-risk patients and also for determining which patients might receive and benefit from more intensive uh, education and self-management. As our podcast is geared towards listeners interested in biotech innovation, including medical professionals, can you give us some examples of how you have come up with the idea of developing an app for patients with chronic asthma and what were the challenges you faced? So as I mentioned, in 2011, we launched the Montefiore Asthma Center to address the asthma epidemic. And at that point, there was a real need for patients to receive guideline-based education. Apps then, about 50% of apps were not guideline-based. Less than 1% were clinically validated, and most were not user-centered. Also, many lacked adequate privacy policies and data security. So we launched the Asthma Excel app the first app ever built out of Montefiore. And we've since launched our diabetes version. And user-centered user design is the core of our, our process. We interviewed patients, providers from day one regarding which features are desirable. Also performed field testing, did a rapid iteration, as well as uh, focus groups. So when you had the idea of uh, the asthma, the app for patients with chronic asthma. Did you have a team? Like, did you have the idea? Did you do it alone, or you had other people you talked to who were interested and had the app developed together? So, as we say, uh, teamwork makes a dream work. The app was born at the Montefiore Asthma Center with our health educator, and our first version was filmed in the exam room. And then since then, we've assembled a team of clinician experts, behavioral scientists, statisticians, qualitative analysis experts, as well as uh, uh, patients who are at the center of our team. It seems like you had a good support from the asthma center that helped with your idea. Absolutely. The asthma center, Montefiore has been very supportive. Einstein, it's been a whole innovation ecosystem has really helped us out. Can you describe your experience with other mHealth technology for patient care that you're currently working on? Any lessons learned for our next generation of app developers? So last year, we piloted a remote patient monitoring solution for, uh, for asthma. And the main lesson there was that the data must be within clinical workflows. And also we must reduce 
information overload. So for these technologies, it's really important to have the physicians and, and patients on board from day one with a constant feedback. So with the remote patient monitoring, how, when you introduce this uh, topic to the patients, how open were they to this idea? So with patients, uh, the most important feature is that there's no one size fits all model. And we always have to consider digital health literacy as well as the patient's contextual uh, environment. For example, those patients with internet, you know, might be difficult to deploy and, and uh, you know, we look at the impact of these apps, but other patients uh, are, you know, much more, um, uh, you know, willing. And also the age of the patients, for example, we've worked with youth with asthma through a gamified version of our app and as well as adults and elderly adults. So it's all about the user-centered design and uh, personalizing the experience. How do these technologies address important features such as patient privacy and secure data? Right, so uh, with these technologies, many have user-level inputs, which help to customize and tailor the patient experience. However, the caveat is that data security must be uh, optimized. So for that reason, we have employed and worked closely with uh, the monetary information technology security team while uh, utilizing, for example, encryption in transit, encryption in rest, tokenization, and also doing uh, uh, penetration testing. It seems like most of the resources are spent on protecting data privacy. Um, and how, how, how much resources are you spending? Are you think, do you think you're spending a lot for patient, for patient privacy data? Absolutely. The bulk of our efforts are, uh, are spent in optimizing security as well as app development and a, a UI UX, as well as scaling the functionality of our app. Fortunately, we've been very fortunate to receive grant funding from our day one from the federal government as well as from the foundations. So uh, regarding the federal government funding, how open were they in granting f funds to app development? Right, so in uh, 2018, we applied for uh, funding from the uh, AHRQ, Agency for Healthcare Research and Quality, and we received an R18 award for three years. And AHRQ is quite progressive. They have a digital health innovation uh, study section. And they're really focused on user-centered design as well. So we're very fortunate to receive their funding. Also been supported by the American Lung Association, which is quite progressive in improving the quality of care delivered to patients. Do you had any pushbacks when you applied for grant funding from NIH or any other organizations? Because this is a relatively new field. And uh, how, what were the challenges you faced in securing grants. Initially in 2014, uh, digital health wasn't as mainstream. So there's always a concern. But as we developed the prototype, then received uh, or generated preliminary data, we've gotten more traction. And since then, especially the pandemic, uh, digital technologies have become mainstream. So now it's slightly easier to receive funding. However, we've applied for more than 60 grants, been awarded 12. So, uh, you know, many have not been approved but the key is to keep trying. 
So in regards to research, what types of studies have been published and in particular, how mHealth apps and technology being shown to positively influence meaningful outcome measures, such as emergency department visits for asthma? Is this all marketing and hype or is there something clinically meaningful here? Right. So uh, text messaging based apps have been linked to improved adherence, patient satisfaction. Remote patient monitoring apps have been linked to uh, symptom-free days. However, the biggest pitfall is that many of these platforms have not budged asthma ED visits or hospitalizations. And for many reasons, for example, the studies might be underpowered or not uh, sufficiently performed at scale. So uh, regarding the uh, the pushbacks that you've been having, especially for the ED visit app, uh, is there anything that you've been trying to improve the outcome for the app? So for Asmixel, we recently developed a, a version for the emergency department setting as well. And the key there is to deliver bite-sized pieces of information during the uh, ED uh, uh, visit, improve the experience there, and also check in with the patient within 24 hours through uh, push notifications and then transition the care to the outpatient setting while providing adherence. How do you see the mobile health field evolving in the next two, three years? So in the next two, three years, we're looking more at uh, interoperability, app EHR integration, and this opens the, the door for uh, digital phenotyping, risk stratification in real time, as well as improving prediction models. There's also a push towards uh, improving uh, uh, and addressing uh, social determinants and also other emerging technologies, such as artificial intelligence, augmented reality, virtual reality, and also the uh, value of uh, unstructured elements within notes, such as uh, leveraged by uh, natural language processing. Thank you again for taking the time to be with us today. This was a very helpful conversation. Is there anything else you would like to add? Thanks so much for your efforts in putting this together. Really appreciate it and, uh, and great work. Have a great day.